Hi, I'm Amy Blackthorne, and this is Blackthorne Grove. For those of you who are new to the podcast, blackthornsbotanicals.com has some great teas, ritual oils, magical candles, and more for the next bit. I know not everyone can get to the podcast right away. I'm going to put up a podcast-only coupon code code podcast all lowercase on blackthornsbotanicals.com for 20% off anything you find in the store try and help as best I can and and apparently Lilu agrees that's blackthornsbotanicals.com and offer code podcast all lowercase Hello and welcome to the Blackthorn Grove. I am Amy Blackthorn. This is a podcast where friends get to meet over tea and talk about the nature of community and our own special projects. So I am joined today by Natalie Meraki, uh, who is the, do you say author of a tarot deck, illustrator, the, the creator, what is, <laughs> yes, creator, that's, that's definitely a good thing, um, of my, one of my favorite tarot decks, but we're going to get to talk about all their fabulous projects and a little bit more uh, for the next hour. So thank you for joining us today. Yay. <laughs> um, I, when, I'll let you do your own intro. Um, oh, you want to hear my intro? Because I got a song for you. Uh, I, I, like, I like songs. <laughs> okay. Well, we were doing a show about the devils, you know, when Satan came right out and asked to play. We said, you sure you want to do this? He said, I ain't that bitch Anubis. We said, well, these here cards will fuck up your whole day. <laughs> yes. That's my but, show opener. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell me about your your first tarot project because I'm not sure which order they they were facilitated. Yeah, the mood tarot was the first. It's it's absolutely amazing and fabulous. Uh, Thank for those you. those of you who follow me on TikTok have seen it, um, but for the people who have not gotten to get their hands on it yet, why don't you tell us what we're talking about? Okay, so um, it's an RWS deck, and I actually, I mean, it's literally the RWS because I used the public domain line art, but then I recolored it, so the coloration is a lot, like, better. I used a nice palette. It just, like, has a good look when you have your cards spread out, but um, what basically what it is is, like, a comic deck, so the cards have, like, a comic on each one, like a comic bubble, I guess, um, that kind of describe the card upright and reversed is what I try to kind of embody in my little blips. Um, um, but basically like one day I was listening to, um, this is before I was in any tarot groups. I was not even in like tarot, tarot, tarot or tarot readers Academy or Mm -hmm. anything. And um, I was just doing my tarot learning. I've been doing tarot since 2012, but you know, you always are learning and reading new things. And I was listening to this guy on YouTube. It's like two hours. It goes through all the cards and something about the way that he talks and it, he's so like um, quirky was just making funny things like happen in my head. So the first thing that I, the first card that I did was the um, page of wands which is my in my, yeah, in my deck is the noob of dick sticks. 
And um, he's, I, I was listening to the guy describe the card and I was thinking, let's go get that dick. And so I took a screenshot <laughs> and I wrote it with my finger on the screenshot and just like I had, and then I had like three or four cards like that. And I was like, well, where can I share these and see if anybody thinks they're funny? So I joined some groups and posted them around and everybody was like, deck, we need a deck. We need all of them. We need this now. <laughs> and so I just was like, okay. And like, I mean, like I said, I'm new to the tarot community online completely. So I really didn't know what to expect, but I was like, I'll make the deck. So I came up with all the different um, ones and then to polish it up, you know, I went through and used uh, my pro iPad pro and a font and things. It's no longer written in a finger on a screenshot, <laughs> um, but I just made the whole deck out of them like that. And it, you know, I decided to make them plastic because I wanted you to be able to spill your bong water on them or, you know, like test spaghetti, um, <laughs> just go to the beach and just let them go. Um, yeah, it's just, so they're, they're plastic and they also shuffle, like, I'm going to shuffle them so that your listeners can hear like how smooth they are. It's not like regular cardstock where they're stiff. They have a lot of bend to them and they're completely indestructible. Like you could not rip one if you wanted to, but here's a shuffle. Like, can you hear how like buttery smooth yes. that is? <laughs> Like that, yes. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite parts. Uh, I'm I'm really big on a texture and the long term viability of the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, me- I mention it every time I talk about cards because there are so many companies now who are using really thin, cheap cardstock, and so having the right feel, having the right texture, the all of that is super important for me as a reader because I handle my cards so much. I mean, the some of the decks I have you know, they wear out in a month because you're shuffling, you're going through, you're talking to the people. And I really hate that chafe that you get at the joint yeah. of your thumbs from yeah. the shuffling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that with these cards. I absolutely love the way they feel. Well, and have you been, are you talking about mostly like mass produced cards that have that? Because yes. I, okay. I was going to say, because indie decks, like we usually, well, I use PVC plastic, but a lot of people use 350 GSM, which mm-hmm. is like standard in an indie deck. But once you get the mass produced decks, it's like, they just do it as cheap as they can. And that's why they cost $20 instead of $40 too. Exactly. The, um, oh, what was it? The antique anatomy deck mm-hmm. that with the with the bones and the live the illustrations are gorgeous i wanted to back the kickstarter uh when it originally came out and they had like you said like they have really fabulous card stock but the minute they went mass produced it's it's might as well be printed on paper mm-hmm. yeah i have uh i'm worried about that with one of my decks that's um looking at being picked up by a professional publisher um <laughs> they i'm worried about what they're going to do because right now it's in you know, it's, I got all the bells and whistles. It's got the foil. It's got the soft touch paper. It's got the fancy box. It's got the plastic cards. And I'm worried that they're just going to turn it into a, a, a hay house box. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> this is my, my secret shame box. I only own one hay house deck, but it's, it, it stays around because the cards are so thick that I can't, this deck is, oh, walk, 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 walk. I got it in 2007 and oh, wow. I read with it always. So it's, it looks, good. It looks like in good condition. Still so new and sharp and fabulous. Like I have a backup deck just because I lose things, not because it wears out. 
So it's- oh, yeah, dude, I'm losing things left and right. I don't know what's going on, but I just lost my favorite wig. Like I was just on my ledge and I went and like, I'm like, my, I went and looked under my bed to see if my cat took it or like <laughs> what happened. But like, I've been missing um, prescription medication. Mm-hmm. I have to get a nanny cam. Like, sorry, I know this has nothing to do with like, no, 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 dude, we're hanging out. That's, okay. That's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a nanny cam for real because I'm like, okay, am, am I taking these medications and like not knowing it is my husband stealing from me? <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> Somebody's so coming in my house and stealing my wigs and clonopin. <laughs> Best. But that's, it's totally a thing. I, I have ADHD, so I can lose things. I'm literally holding in my hand. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> if it's, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. If I can't see it while I'm actually looking at it, it doesn't exist. Just oh, wow. drops into that void of not here. And then. You're like, it's not here. <laughs> Where the worst, is it? Not here. <laughs> the worst is when I think, oh, this is really important. I should put it somewhere safe. It's so safe. Oh, I never yeah. see it again. No, that's, that's not just an ADD thing either. That's like, everybody does that. You can just forget about it if you put it somewhere safe. Uh, the, there's a, one of the cabinets in my kitchen has glass doors. You know, the rest of them don't, you know, it's, it's supposed to be for fancy China and whatnot. I do have China in there but there's so much crap in it that it's like, this is the safe place because I don't go in there. So I can't forget where I put it because it goes in that cabinet, but inside the cabinet, it, it might as well be on Mars. I, I lost my passport for two years in the cabinet, in the safe place that I put oh my God. Like, I went in there six times going, I could, it's gotta be in here. I had I'd take every single thing in the cabinet out. And then, you know, of course the last thing is the plate oh there's my passport okay oh my goodness that's awesome what i need go ahead sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say i need a new passport i got one when i was 16 i went to france italy spain Mm. um and i've taken it of course you don't need it for um like canada and mexico but i've taken it there too and all over the place when i was younger and now i just haven't had a passport you know they expire in 10 years right so I haven't had one since I was 26. And I'm like, man, my family needs passports. I don't know where we're going, but we need these shits. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun because you never know where you're going to go. The only right. thing I would, I would say to you is if this has precious memories for you, scan it because you're not getting it back once you, once you turn it in to get your next passport. Oh, I don't even have the old one. Uh, I, was, I wish I, was... I did. I'm not that cool. <laughs> We were, friends and I were very sad when we had finally filled up the passport with all these fabulous, amazing trips. And you're like, oh, I got to renew my passport. And they, they take it from you. And you're I'm no. like, those are, those are my memories. What are you doing? Oh my God. I did not know that. That is good to know for the future. Yeah. I definitely will do that before I turn in for my next passport because I would hate to lose all those. That sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I dropped into Gatwick the last time I went to the UK and it's like, cause I, you know, we usually use Heathrow. And it's like, oh, this is a different, it's a different stamp. I never had this one. Let's go. Nice. So what was the next project after the, the Terra Mood deck is just, it lives in my heart place. <laughs> so what was the next project? Oh, so the next one was the Young Witch deck and that was Bob Smithy's idea. <laughs> and you've had the pleasure of knowing Bob in the tarot groups. He is <laughs> 
absolutely amazing. I love Bob so much. And he just had the idea. And it's at first we were, um, he was writing little poems for the cards. And at first we were writing the poems around handwriting mm-hmm. the poems around the card. And that was getting to be way too complicated. So then we decided to put them on the bottoms, but I think they look great. And, um, yeah, he wrote a book and the book just won three Carta awards. It won, um, the winner for best guidebook runner up for best deck and runner up for best indie deck. And, um, so yeah, we're pretty proud of that because the book, the book is so good, Amy. It is so good. Like, <laughs> like for, this is the kind of creativity, the hanged man card is yeah. upside down in the book, the whole page, the whole love page it. is written upside down. I love it. Like, that's just an example of the creativity that Bob put into this, you know? Um, so that was the second deck. And then, um, after that, I decided that I had to do, um, an Oracle deck for the mood deck. So, um, hopefully I'm not skipping ahead too far. No, 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 you know. Okay. Um, so the mood Oracle, (laughs) the mood Oracle is big. It's four by 4.5 by 4.5. It has plastic cards. It's beautiful. It's in a, um, so mood tarot and mood Oracle are in cigarette style boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, so like here's, let's see, find a card that will translate well over radio here. Okay, so here's a picture uh, um, of, this is about meditation. And there's a picture of um, person meditating and it says energy travels through your crown chakra and out your butthole. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. That's fantastic. And then there's one that says fuck beer, but fuck is always F-K-K, F-U-K-K or uh, X-X in my cards. It says, imagine your face planted in a big old pair of titties. Now go forth in love. And it's got a her holding a big pair of titties. Oh, I love it. It's the motorboat card. It's the fantastic. motorboat card. Here's one. <laughs> Tits out. You about to be famous. <laughs> this is definitely on my next list. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So anyway, those, those are like just some of the funny ones. There's uh, I think there's, um, so there's 69 cards. Cause okay. I just thought that would be funny. <laughs> You're not wrong. and they just kind of like they're just you know I went through my favorite oracle decks and found like the the meanings the cards that I liked at the meanings of and then just made them funny um and then after that I made the um love light and go fuck yourself deck which is it's like cards against humanity but I wanted to call it cards against spirituality but my lawyer said no um but like so but that's how you play it though is like cards against humanity so say you had um let me pick out a card here so this one karma has me like blank and then you'd pick out some white cards or you know you know how it goes you take seven white cards Mm -hmm. and there's the game person that has the purple card um karma has me like vaginal steaming karma has me like a lesbian acorn i just feel like that's spiritual karma has me like metal straws (laughs) (laughs) so that's just sort of a little example of what that deck is like that i didn't like i just picked these cards out randomly so i probably didn't pick like the funniest cards and combinations but um it's got it's just all the 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 all of the cards are spiritually centered. They're 
it's just like cards against humanity but spiritual fantastic do you have a current project that has not been released well um i have a couple so bob wants to do a deck together and i think that he wants to do well we wanted to do um cats and onesies which started out as a joke but oh ended God. up actually being really really cute idea <laughs> Um, but the cats onesies is trademarked. We figured out, we keep running into legal issues with our naming. Right. Um, so we are going to maybe do cats in pajamas. Um, or I think there was another deck that he wanted to do too, or he wanted to do a book, but I'm really, I don't like doing books because there's just like, this probably sounds really grimy of me, but I just, um, feel like there's no money in books because like, I make like $2 a book when right. I do my kids book. it's kids books not all books like you do books I'm sure you make plenty of money off your books for <laughs> me like I self-publish them on Amazon mm -hmm. and it for a kid book you can only charge like $7.99 so I get like two dollars so I just don't really want to do a book but I mean that's kind of a, a lame reason to not want to but I have done two books um the shiny bee who felt out of place which is a book um, about just uh, being yourself, be feeling accepted wherever you are, whoever you are. And um, it's really interesting because I was just laying in bed one day and I just sat up and wrote this book in five minutes. It just came to me. I love it. Yeah, it was crazy. And so, and then I did all the illustration and again, that's called the shiny bee and anybody listening can find that on Amazon. It's on my website too. Um, and then I made the Chehalem Valley Children's Play. Chehalem is C-H-E-H-A-L-E-M. Your eyes are going like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a visual learner, so I'm like drawing the, the yeah, words yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Chehalem Valley Children's Play, and that one is about kind of um, supporting people, even when they're not the nicest to you and, you know, kind of turning the situation around with your attitude. And um uh, and those are the only two children's books that, that I've done. And I kind of quit after that, but they are good, cute books. If anybody's interested, they never hit bestseller like Miss Amy. <laughs> it's so neat because there are so many alternative spiritualities um, and people who are branching out beside the traditional and there aren't enough books for it. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't with the first one like I said it was basically auto written like I didn't so I didn't have any um any plans for it to be spiritual it just was spiritual and with the second one there's it really isn't also written to be um very spiritual but I think that you're right like when you hear about about it it does sound sort of like I don't know I I'm no uh I'm not trained I'm not a trained author you know I'm not um and I'm not a trained illustrator. I just go for it. I just go for it. If I like, want to do something, I just make it. And I do quite a bit of research um, with everything that I do. I get online and I read all the articles and watch all the YouTubes and, um, and before I do something and try to do the very best I can. But there is a saying that perfectionists don't make money. Yes. And I hear that a lot in the book industry. You probably, yeah, you've heard it too. Mm -hmm. And it, you, at some point, you just got to put yourself out there. Was it Da Vinci that said uh, masterpieces are never finished; they're just abandoned? Oh, I like that. That's that is what I had to tell myself at 
at the end of every book because once you get to the point where you type at the end and you're finished, if I go back, like you edit to the point where you're screwing it up. So you just have to be done and you have to send it to the editor or whoever is next in the line for it because I you, you can't edit, it, the, edit the good stuff out of it. Um, there's a, a quote by Neil Gaiman that says, when you're writing the, you're, you find your voice in the flaws. Like if everyone spoke perfect, whatever your language is, well then everyone would, no one would have a voice. Yeah, I got chills hearing that. I think that's so true. And I always, you know, preach that basically the authenticity that it's so important, especially if you want to build a fan base, you know, it's you have to not worry about what people want to hear or or read. You have to worry about what you want to say and and just saying it as honestly as you can. And um and it, you know, once you're done saying that, just be done. Don't overanalyze it. Yeah, when uh, I, my editor is uh, Jake Isles, the the author of the Element Encyclopedia of Five Thousand Spells and Encyclopedia of Spirits, and on and on and on these massive tomes of beautiful um, spell work and ritual and all this other materials. So I was so lucky to be able to work with her, and I, you know I still do. She is still editing my books. But it sounded very- like you said douche because you said douche. She is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the. The very first book that I wrote was at that point when we when I first signed the contract, it was called the Encyclopedia of Magical Aromatherapy. I'm like, okay, it's aromatherapy. That's what we're doing. This is a but because it had encyclopedia in the title, I was so worried about being taken seriously that I wrote like a robot. Oh and yeah, yeah. After I turned it in, Judica's like, um, my my love. Where is your personality? Right. I Where's can't your see voice? you in this at all. I can't hear you. I can't see you. So once I got over that fear of like, no one's going to take me seriously if I talk like a person, right. um, then it was it was so much easier to deal with because they want me, they want Amy, they don't want a robot. So I take it a step further. Um, the other day, a girl didn't pay her um, invoice in time mm-hmm. and I messaged her and this was my authentic business um, statement to her. Pay your invoice, whore. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it worked. She paid and we laughed. <laughs> the laughing is the best part. That's yes. No, no, no. If she had been offended, then I would have been like, oh. no, but I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just like good to put your personality in there and be yourself yes. and people appreciate it. Like, you know, she she thought that was funny. I've made a longtime customer out of her now, you know, because she's like, wow, I really like this girl, even though she called me a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it's so bit it's difficult being on this planet at, at this time, <laughs> but just plain and simple. But especially when there are not embargoes, but there's the, the supply chain has been so sporadic and the things that are there or aren't there, you can't count on one thing or it can be really difficult. Has that been an issue with the cards? Because I know a lot of people use printers that are overseas. No. Um, so like, I just got a whole set of 13 cartons of young witch decks and they were here um, they're usually promised within 45 days. And I think I got them in like 21 days. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah I do know what you're talking about though. In fact, for my son's t- debt coming out, which is the Maxwell's rainbow tarot, which is on Kickstarter. And actually by the time this airs, it may not be on Kickstarter anymore. When are you posting this? As soon as we're done. 
Oh, okay, cool, cool. So he has three days. So if anybody wants to support a six-year-old, it's called Maxwell's Rainbow Tarot. And he spent uh, about a month drawing the cards every day. Um, it was very, very cute when he wasn't drawing cards with me. He was drawing his own cards in crayon off the iPad. He was just obsessed. And, um, and um, oh, so those cards, I... I expect them in May, but I put July on my Kickstarter because uh, you never know what's going to happen with the shipping. Right. And I am encouraged that I saw that my young witch decks got here so fast, but you still just never know. Yeah. Between today and tomorrow, then the news could be much more different than it is today. We've, we've seen how this, how things change so very rapidly in the last two years because of ongoing issues. It could be Russia related. It could be just the the way this particular vendor is having issues supplying materials i mean there's mm -hmm. literally anything can happen yeah yeah that is it is really scary and i have looked into having my decks printed in the u.s for that one of those for you know for one go usa i want to support the united states for two um i just like don't like this overseas shipping and and dealing with it's just, it's hard dealing with China. It is. And I do a, um, a class for anybody that wants to do their own deck. And, um, it's, uh, the only printer, like, so the, in the class, I offer a lot of resources. So I, I'll, I'll tell you about the different printers that you're likely to encounter and which ones I've had experience with and how that experience was. And, um, and I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely need to figure out how to get, how do you, how do we sign up for this class? Because it's, uh, yeah, it's on my website. It's nataliemeraki.com. So that's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-M-E-R-A-K-I.com. And um, the nice thing about the class is it goes through, um, you know, the, it's 25 pages going through from starting at crowdfunding to um to all the way to where you've got your decks and you need to advertise them and it helps with you know just touches on every single point but the nice and it also comes with these things that i made that link in like a business plan a list of resources for your add-ons like if you need pins altar claws bags um you know so this is all stuff that you're going to need to have a kickstarter and um, like I did quite a bit of research before my my first two Kickstarters were uh, Project We Love by Kickstarter. And, um, you know, it's because I did so much research. I read every single backer kit blog. I read every single Kickstarter blog. I watched all the YouTube videos. And I think that's why the um, PDF is so good is that I'm giving you the basics of all this information that I crammed in. But another thing that's so good about it is it comes with mentorship. So yeah, so it comes with a call. Um, like I, I just offer an hour call, but you can break that up. Like if you have need like to talk to me for 15 minutes, but even after the hours up, like if you needed to call me about something, I'm never going to be like, excuse me, your time is up. Like I'm here for you. If you message me on Facebook, what do I do with this? Somebody's telling me that. Where where do I get these? Uh, anything like that? Anything to do with uh, Kickstarter sourcing? 
um, I'll, I'll be right there. And I have my phone on me all the time and I'll get right back to you. And, um, and I'm not over, I'm not overwhelmed with mentees at all right now at all. Like I can take plenty more on. So it's a really good, it's a really good thing to make a deck because it's really good income, passive income. Like, you know, it's the same with a book. You could be sleeping and selling books. You can be shopping, spending money Mm -hmm. and selling decks. I mean, that happens to me all the time. You know, I'm like, oh, I just spent $120. Oh, I just made $150, you know? (laughs) So it's like, if you want to make a deck, it's really good. Um, It's good for your soul. It's, uh, and it's good for your pocketbook. So I really suggest people try it out. And if you want some help, it's worth a hundred bucks. I have it for $97. Um, I think it's definitely worth the money for the, you know, like every Kickstarter I've had, every single one has double funded that's thousands and thousands of dollars um off of a hundred bucks you know what i mean yeah i i when when black orange botanical magic was in its writing stage originally it was going to be like a full color beautiful glossy thing and i was like yes so i spent a year taking uh botanical photographs at different botanical gardens and different spaces to have this for the book and then once I turn the manuscript in they're like oh well it's it's cheaper if we just do this in black and white which is fine this totally but I still want to uh have that artwork find a home so I've I've really thought about doing the photographs into an oracle for yeah (laughs) and that would fit right in with your brand to have an oracle deck yeah the the last 5,000 words of botanical magic is how to create your own oracle at home you know so t- being able to translate that online is and, and get it printed and get it to together that's fantastic i mean i started with the victorian language of flowers and probably 2000 um creating a deck and it's like this needs to actually have a home somewhere this needs to be out in the world yeah it is it's so good to put your stuff out you know, even like my son is so excited just to have his deck, out, just to hold a real deck when he got a sample deck. And, you know, when he goes around, like at school, people, one of the teachers is like, hey, I saw your deck online and I backed you. And, you know, every time we go anywhere, we went to the holistic fair this weekend and like four people came up to him and were like, when's your deck coming out? We're so excited for your deck. And it's like, it's just so fun, you know? So happy. <laughs> I know, it's so cute. <laughs> the the one of the copies I'm getting is definitely going to my best friend's eight-year-old daughter. Like she thinks mom is cool. She thinks Miss Amy is hung the moon. So awesome. if I, if I'm able to bring her, you know, a, a, an adorably frilly apron for helping mom out and her very own tarot deck, she might just pee. Like it's going <laughs> to <laughs> You're like, I'm going to make this kid pee. <laughs> She's amazing. I love her whole face. It's, it's weird. I'm finally at the age where my friends kids are people now it's like I met when when she and I became friends her 14 year old son was like six months old so getting to see him become a person is yeah uh, as as the fun aunt who never had kids and never will have kids uh it's so neat to get to see him become a person it just blows my mind yeah, you have the better job just getting to watch from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all sugared up and hand them back. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have a question. 
Is there anything you wish was different about the way that um, card producers and, and different designers do things? Is there something you wish that you could change about the industry? Is there something you wish more people did? That's a really interesting question. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just, I'm, I'm trying to think and I really just kind of don't like pay attention to what other people are doing. So I'm trying to think of like, if there's anything that I noticed that I was like, oh, I don't like that or wish that was different. And, but I really, I really don't. I wish, I wish that, um, I wish that independent artists would stop giving out so many freebies with their decks because it's making me look bad because I don't <laughs> give any freebies. <laughs> That's one thing I definitely noticed. <laughs> the, I, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, I, I'm recently on TikTok, I suppose, it, you know, in the scale of things, it's recent. Um, and the number of small businesses who put a lot of time and dedication into making crystal confetti to put in their boxes. I'm like, that's a lot of weight and that's a lot of cost for something that they may or may not use. And I was uh, really debating about this heavily in my head because I love the idea of being able to supply something like that, but the outside cost, I mean, with my tea shop, I, I usually send out a sample of something that falls in line with what they're ordering but it's so much, it's so time consuming trying to look at what they're ordering and what might go with and what, what do I have in stock, especially yeah. with stuff going up because tea production during the pandemic was not really a thing. No one, oh. could, no one was picking tea in China. Okay. During, so I had stuff that went out of stock for like eight months. Oh, wow. So it's, it's really weird where to try to find that line, not just cost versus profit, but meeting and exceeding expectations as much as anyone as possible when they're, there's a global pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. 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 And I've noticed that with my crystal shop, I have, you know, the Meraki metaphysical, the mm -hmm. crystal it's, it's called a gift shop, but we sell 90% crystals, <laughs> but like they stopped mining carnelian and, um, malachite and some really beautiful, you know, well-loved often bought crystals are not available and you know it's I'm finding them here and there people that had leftovers but mm -hmm. I am having to charge more for them for sure absolutely I had someone I'm, I moderate some some witchy groups on Facebook and someone was like look I, I can anyone tell me where I can find some carnelian because it's not a thing right now right and also TikTok made it famous as the host own oh god <laughs> thought that was funny it's it's terribly amusing one of my favorite stories um the author was so in that same vein that there's a, a, a scene in one of the books where a uh, a young lady is uh, seeking the attention of a particular beau and she just covers herself in carnelians and half of the football team is like oh hey how <laughs> so how funny it's it's funny how the, the stones get these individual labels. There are entire books on the, not just the energy of that stone, but the way that it's presented, the way that it's consumed by people. And to break it down into one word descriptions, it just, it tears at my heart because there's so much, there's so, so much depth to what these stones can offer. Oh yeah, well, it's kind of like with tarot too. I mean, yes. you can't break it down to three keywords. And it's funny because when 
you're you're so new at tarot when you see three keywords you're like okay this is the this is the length and breadth of what this card does so i guess i'm i'm good with it now i i looked at my cards for 2 minutes i guess i'm done and it's like i've i've been i've been reading professionally since 99 wow. i started uh, i got my first tarot deck at 14 my mother <laughs> my mother had my grandmother's crystal ball I was obsessed with this thing. So this was like her dangling a carrot to get me away from the crystal ball is, hey, let's go find you a tarot deck. I oh, got it cool. for 50 cents at a yard sale. Oh, nice. Uh, but I'm still like picking up Rachel Pollock's uh, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Like there is some really heady stuff in there that has never occurred to me. There was mm -hmm. a panel at Pantheacon in 2019 where uh, some really beautiful professionals were like, let's talk about the scary cards. Let's, let's help people figure out like where they are. And you see them flash an image on the screen and it's a boat with a bunch of swords plunged into the deck. And you're like, oh, hey, I know this card. People like to freak out. Anything that has swords sometimes, they're not all oh, yeah. And she's like, the, Rachel Pollock is in the audience, raises her hand and she said, what makes you think that those swords aren't plugging up the hole? And it's like, oh, holy shit, I, that never occurred to me. What are you smoking, Rachel Pollock? <laughs> <laughs> She's just uh, amazing. We got we had the same signing assignment uh, for autographing books at Pantheon. So we sat next to each other. It was it was a lull part of the day, so we didn't expect to see a whole lot of people. So we just talked about tarot. That's awesome. And so yes, read seventy eight degrees of wisdom is is the impetus there. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I've seen it a million times. I. You know, the one, the book I love is that, um, what is it called? It's got the cards in a circle around the front and it's sort of, it's like very well known. It's like teal colored. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, I, I'm drawing a blank, but it'll, oh, okay. come, to me, it'll come to me while we're talking. That book, I use that a lot during the making of the like mood um, not only the deck, but the memes that I made for the deck. So like, if anybody wants to go to my Instagram, it's not tarot mood. And I have card, the pictures of the cards, but I also have additional information in my style, um, available, uh, in these images of the cards. And I got, uh, I wish I could think of the name of that book. Gosh dang it. I haven't even picked it up in a year. Um, but I use that book a lot for, it was, it's really well laid out. I just love the really nitty gritty stuff when we get into like the little details that have what a new reader might think is a design choice and it's a really pointed association rather than just like oh this is a random thing that I just happen to think of no everything in them is symbolic and that's why all of my decks my tarot decks well I guess my two tarot decks my my mood and the young witch are um RWS, like even the young witch, I, I just, I redid the line art and I redid the coloration. So it looks a lot nicer, um, than the, the old RWS. I mean, unless you like vintage, which I love me some Pammy. So of course I like <laughs> the vintage one as well. Yes. I, I think I leave them. I don't get too artistic with them. I leave them as they are because they're supposed to be etched. I call them edutainment decks. They're mm -hmm. education and entertainment. They're supposed to be educational though. And you can't learn all the symbolism if it's not there. The book is the ultimate guide to tarot. 
Yes, thank you. The ultimate guide to tarot. Yeah. Liz Dean. Yes. Which uh, the rest of her books are just as amazing. I really appreciate them. Uh, I want to know uh, when you're going through the second, especially we'll, we'll start with the tarot mood. Is there a card that really stands out as one that was difficult to design or difficult to talk about in the deck? And how did you move past that? Um, okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is that um, <laughs> I should not be saying this. <laughs> so the Eight of Swords, the Eight of Swords, I wanted to make a Bukaki joke. <laughs> and then my friend Bob was like, you can't do that because like of some gang rape insinuation that I did not really think about when I made the joke. And I was like, okay, like when he explained it to me, I was like, okay, okay. Like we're not going to make that joke, but right. that, that was the one card that was really like where I sat there and struggled with it. <laughs> as far as drawing, um, and now you're like, and now I see why you didn't want to tell me this now. <laughs> Um, as far as drawing the, um, the King of Pentacles is always absolutely insane. He's just like got so many fruits and trees and robe. His robe is so like, there's just so much black and like, there's, you know, there's no just figuring out what he's drawing and drawing it yourself. You have to draw exactly over the line art because you don't know what the hell you're drawing. Right. It is so like in-depth, like detailed. And I struggled with that in both my tarot card decks. I bet. I mean, I I get a giggle about the chat of dick sticks, but you can see where going through those those different pieces of individual art, like where is the feeling, you know, to to especially as an artist to get, be able to like jive in and make it something that lives and breathes for you as an artist. Like that's fantastic. Yeah, it's um I really want to do something like, well, the mood Oracle has my own art mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of the box and the art inside the, the back of the card is gorgeous. The art inside is okay. It's cartoon style art. It's really like the best I can do. Um, but I really want to, I love doing watercolor and I really want to do a beautiful fairy tale deck with my friend mm -hmm. Becca. Um, but I just, I just suck at drawing like <laughs> <laughs> well I like the the mood oracle feel to it there's oh my goodness there's a a webtoon that your artwork for that deck really reminded me of and I can't think of it at the moment but if it comes to me I will tell you uh what is the what is the best thing that someone's ever said to you about your your work um, I always really appreciate it when people come to me and, um, are thankful for the humor in was, can be, um, a very serious, um, divination, you know, modality. I mm -hmm. think people are like, you know, wow, people take tarot way too seriously and they make it like a religion and they make it like no fun. And, you know, they, I can't identify to the way that people want me to, um, to the cards. And so, um, whenever, and that happens quite often where people just thank me for my irreverence and I'm like, you, you know, thanks for appreciating it because I'm just being me. Thanks for like, you know, and I joke on my, um, on my Instagram page up in the bio, it says, please love me. 
And <laughs> it's because it is like, it is nice when people like, I'm like, please send me a message telling me how much you appreciate my cards. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, tarot is such a uh, varied practice that there are so many people who, granted, you know, reasonably, or take it very seriously. But once you've been doing it for decades, having the ability to laugh about it and to have some warmth and mirth in a, as a part of that practice is great because there's there's so much of the public perception that it's dark or scary or you know the movie showing someone pulling out the death card in the middle of a thunderstorm and the lights go out you know it's nice to have someone who can have reverence and mirth at the same time yeah and I feel like um it's just it doesn't like tarot doesn't have to be yeah just like portrayed as just one way you know like these people I feel like they're very gatekeepery the people that feel like you know that I'm being disrespectful to tarot because it's like there are all these different ways to look at tarot and why should yours be the only one and that's why I say it's sort of like they make it like a religion mm -hmm. because they really just uh it, it turns almost abusive when yes they there's there are definitely some people who are very serious. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my mom's one of them. She uh, got on my email list somehow. <laughs> and uh, it was during the Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself campaign. And <laughs> I had said something about um, JFC, his dad, and his dad's creepy ghost friend. And she was like, are you referring to the Holy Trinity? I'm like, get off my email list, ma, stop. <laughs> And she's still, every time I get an unsubscribe, I, I, I open it up. And I'm like, please be my mom. Please be my mom. And she just will not unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm like, why do you punish yourself this way? But, um, you know, it was like almost, I was like, like, you know, you're trolling me at this point, mom, you're worse than the people on, on the internet. If you don't like it, scroll on, don't like message me and tell me how I'm offending you. This is offending me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but eh you really have to not care. You really have to not care. I've also been like full on ganged up on bullied, online bullied by some people in the community. Um, luckily I just kept my mouth shut and it went away within a couple of weeks, but I mean, they were messaging, um, my fans, they were messaging my, cause I do also publish for other people. They were messaging my publishees. They were messaging, um, just spreading lies. Um, luckily, like the screenshots they had were shit and didn't prove that I said anything bad at all. Actually, they actually made me look good. Um, <laughs> so thank God for that. But they were sending screenshots everywhere. And I mean, that was just like, it, it's, it's hard when you, when you're just trying to be yourself and put out art and creativity and people are, I honestly think I hate to be one of those people that's like, they're just jealous, but in certain cases, what else could it be? You know? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people aren't, aren't jealous that I put out such amazing work, but that I put work out at all. Right. Because Absolutely. A lot of people have wanted to do some, a deck for decades and, uh, see what I did there <laughs> and, um, and, and just haven't done it. And they're like, Oh, this girl put one out in six months. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, it's it, even as a, as a book editor, writer, um, it's very interesting. The people who say, Oh, well, yeah, I've been working on this. I'm going to, I've been writing a tarot book for uh, 35 years and it's like, right. okay, there, there comes a point. Like let's, 
do the thing. You, I, I will, I will support and uplift you in any way I humanly can, but I can't do it for you. No. Right. Yeah. They're just too, too much in their heads. And then, and then they get upset that somebody else did it, you know, easy peasy in their <laughs> eyes. Yeah. They act like someone, you know, came, the, the divine hand came and handed you this thing and you didn't have to do any work for it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it didn't just appear wholesale in my editor's inbox. I had, I had to spend months and months and research and time and money, the money, <laughs> to make this stuff happen. Um, right. Does, uh, I, this is, I get this question a lot. Do you feel able to read with your work or do you see it as work when you look at it? Oh, that's so interesting because um, like I was just thinking about, because I'll be reading at my shop this week and weekend and I was wondering if I should use my deck or my regular RWS deck um, because it is sort of hard for me when I'm reading with my deck not to just go wild with the meanings like even though the, the deck is RWS still I start looking at the comics and I start thinking my readings get really naughty really fast you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think like for the shop I'm probably going to read with just my RWS unless I have a friend come in that I know likes my style um because that way I can give like a serious you know there's definitely an, an air of you know, let's, let's have like a, a Wednesday night from like nine o'clock where we have a glass of wine and we, we do drunk readings for each other. Like that's, that's the fun kind of engagement that I can see. And then there's the people who very much needed to be a serious and stoic thing. So you have your regular decks, but it's so fun to be able to let your hair down and enjoy reading for the sake of reading. Yeah. And the mood deck's a great party deck, especially since you can spill alcohol on it. Yes. <laughs> the first thing I was the first thing I thought was when reading for clients, you know, they got their germy hands all of my stuff. I can sanitize this. <laughs> That's what I was advertising during the height of COVID. I'm like, this deck can be Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a little distasteful, but I was like, I don't care. I'm advertising this shit. It's true. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it is. It's really important. Uh is there something, what is, or is there something that you find really fascinating? Like you really want to geek out about this aspect of tarot. Um, okay. So I like reversed meanings because, um, I just think that they're, I just love all the like darker, edgier stuff. And so like, that's one reason I tried to like incorporate the upright and reverse meanings into each of my little sayings on my mood deck is because like, I don't ever want it to just be all love and light. Mm -hmm. I, and especially like, even like with my friends, like my friends have got to have a dark side to them, you know, like <laughs> somebody had warned me about one of my friends. They're like, yeah, I think they have a dark side. I'm like, well, they're my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so like for me, I like the reverse and I also like want to learn more about the reverse meetings. Like right. I really do want to like geek out on and dig deep into it because, um, like, you know, like for me, so I, right now I would read the reverse sun as like, this is still going to be good, but it might be delayed. Mm -hmm. And I know there are so many other ways to read that, Absolutely. but I don't know what they are. So, <laughs> so like, that's one thing that I really do want to get into is more about reversals. 
I think it's good to have the conversations that are being had around reversals, but I think that it's very interesting when people who are new to tarot and have never heard, they've never held a deck, they've never read a book, are concerned about learning to read reversals because it seems daunting. And so I feel like that can give people permission to like, oh, I'm just not going to do it and justify it to themselves rather than give it a shot because I think it's it adds a dimension to the reading that's a lot more, it should have more sway. You know, it's when I get, when I, when I use a round deck, for example, I'll read it as degrees of right. upright or reverse. Um, looking at, especially with reversals, but if the figures are looking at a specific card in the way they lay it out, like that shows a tangential relationship that you might not have had in a traditional spread. So being able to read reversals really lends itself to nuance in a way that only upright, I feel like it doesn't. Oh, I totally 100% agree. I've never been one to only read upright. I've always tried to read the reversals. I just am not very good at it yet, but I definitely, well, you know, I mean, I'm good enough. I charge for my readings. I'm not like, <laughs> you know, uh, like I feel like my readings, I, they're always accurate. I've never had anybody say they were inaccurate. And, and in fact, everybody goes out of their way to tell me how exactly accurate they are. And I'm doing that fine without knowing everything about reversals. And, you know, that, that just goes right back to our thing about, you know, perfectionists don't make money. And, you know, like the thing is when it's an art form, when, if it's an art form, you're never going to be done learning. Exactly. What are, what are some other books besides the ultimate guide to tarot? that you think were would be really instrumental for people who are new to tarot oh i'm the wrong person to add a pass about <laughs> books because i do a lot of my learning online i'm just gonna oh, be good. honest yeah like i just you know um i started out with biddy tarot and i like labyrinthos and i mm -hmm. do youtube videos um i have just a couple of books that one we the liz dean one and another one that i can't think of the name either that i have hardly even delved into um, but I feel kind of like a loser saying that, but I'm just being honest. Yes, be honest. It's really important because it gives people permission to start where they are. Right. I get, I get so many people when I, when I talk about tarot and we'll say um, Blackthorns Protection Magic, there's a whole chapter on tarot and people are like, oh, well, I don't really know tarot. Okay, well, that's fine. But everybody starts somewhere. Everybody is new at some point. We all yeah. start from knowing literally nothing. And, and, and I feel there. like everybody starts on Biddy, but I want to say one good thing about Labyrinthos is that they say that they um, do that have the elemental correspondence and the, um, uh, I love correspondences. Yes. And um, like my, like my journals are just like full of correspondence charts and, yes. and, he's, and Labyrinthos has correspondences to the elements and to the, um, the signs, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that on Biddy. So for, for people starting, I mean, like I, obviously Biddy's a good one for like, you know, um, uh keywords and they have and they're it's laid out very well they have their description of the card and then they have their upright meaning then they have their reverse meaning but labyrinthos really has like delves more into it yeah has creating these decks changed your personal practice at all oh yeah 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 because um before i honestly couldn't even say even though i'd read for so long i didn't um have 
every card memorized, um, like the number of the card. And like, right now I could sit here and tell you that the, every single card, like the ABCs. Mm-hmm. And, um, before I really would have to like, look at a card for a little bit and figure out what it was, maybe count the swords, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's really just, um, like, I know the cards, like the back of my hand and then that has, you know, that it's really helped with my reading. So I love that. Do you have a deck that is favored in your home? That's not one of the traditional decks that we've talked about um right now the have you seen the newman white deck oh no oh it's very pretty i really really like it n-u-m-e-n i have a stuffy nose sorry um it's got gorgeous artwork and it's i actually just got it did you find it yes god bless google wow (laughs) I actually just got it um, on a friend's recommendation a few months ago, and I haven't used it a ton, but I think it's my favorite deck for sure. And okay, Mystical Cats, because (laughs) like, I didn't think so. I went through all my decks and um, I decided that I was going to sell everything that wasn't gifted to me or that I hadn't created myself. Mm -hmm. And um, Mystical Cats was one of the decks that I had bought myself. I didn't want any like mass market. Unless it was gifted to me and, uh, or if it was an indie deck, that's what it was. I would keep an indie deck, but I didn't want any mass market. So I sold my mystical cats. And as I was going through organizing it, I was like, I don't want to sell this deck. It's so cute. I love it so much. (laughs) And so my husband bought it for me as a gift. He's like, now it's a gift. You can keep it. I was like, oh, yay, thank you. Not that I believe that tarot cards have to be gifted. I just like, that's how I decided that I wanted to curate my collection was like only mass market if they were gifted. Um, but yeah, like, you know, just because then they have like an extra, um, importance to them than just like going and picking one up at Barnes and Noble, but not that there's anything wrong with that either. I think, yeah, everybody should just go out and get a tarot deck wherever they can and get whatever one speaks to them. But that mystical cat is beautiful. If anybody (laughs) sees it and isn't sure, dude, pick it up because it is like every card is just stunning. The cats are beautiful. The, the reverse of that is, is also the tarot, the cat people tarot. Like, I had a dear friend of mine was reading with it in like the mid nineties. She got this and she's like, "Isn't this the best thing ever?" I'm like, "That gives me the creeps." Oh, <laughs> was it like people with cat faces? Yeah, no, they're they're cats made into people, like upright and and people. Oh, okay, looking, you're like creepy. It's like creeped out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, my first deck was the Cat's Eye Tarot. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, really cute deck too. I really like it. I still have it. And that was a gift from my husband. That was my first deck in 2012. I think my favorite new deck would be um, Tarot the Drowning World. Oh. It's um, the Fleet of Mouse Workshop Presents um dr fox tarot of the drowning world so this was this came out of the pandemic um they had started experiencing those the insanely vivid dreams that we are all started having at the beginning of the pandemic because we were in our houses for weeks at a time and so they had worked started working with um photography and art and work to bring about this beautiful incredibly beautiful deck that revolved around the dreams he started having during the pandemic so I, I was able to back the kickstarter and 
of course, I love the, the, the gilding and the foiling and the really soft touch box, but the artwork really just reaches out and grabs me. Um, for a lot of non-traditional decks, it's hard to see the meaning in them sometimes, but this is not one of them. And the, the second would probably be, it's, it was originally released as the Illust Tarot, but it's uh, been renamed that 90s deck. And it has uh, different faces for, like the Hermit is Fiona Apple and the star is Alanis Morissette. I see, uh, okay. The moon is Erica Badu, who is, oh, I love, just love her whole face. Um, so there are just plain pentacles or just plain wands or cups. But the a lot of the um, the pips and the majors all have different celebrity faces on them, and it's really well done. Uh, cool. I like the art style for it, but it reads very well. It's nice. not just there's the people who, in my brain. It just tries too hard. Um, my brain's like, uh, I I get this is pretty, but I can't tease out the meanings for it. Yeah, so, yeah those decks I usually wind up doing spell work with or meditations with, uh, or, you know, visualizations for, um, journeys for my tarot students, but they're so neat to have that perspective when I, when I get to look at it, like the, oh goodness, Layla and Olive, Layla and Olive, uh, they had the Pythia Oracle deck, and then they had the Pythia Tarot. They're just flowers. They're just um, the spirit of that particular flower in a meditation form. So I like working with those for meditations for students because it's, yeah. it's not so much here is a dry retelling of what this card understands. It's, Hey, let's go and figure it out together. Let's, let's have that journey. Oh, that's cool. I want to get the, uh, wild unknown, de unknown deck just for the fact that I want the butthole sun. Yes. <laughs> like, I just want to frame the butthole sun and like put it up in my room just so I can giggle. <laughs> It's but <laughs> won't you come? <laughs> uh, everybody has, or I guess most people in my in my experience have a deck that just like kicks them square in the teeth, and the wild unknown does that for me. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I don't own it yet. I I also don't own Lightseers. I know that's like the big one right now. And also, oh, there's another one. The Dark Mansion, I never got that one. That was huge. I'm just loving the amount of artwork that we can find and experience, even in regular Barnes and Noble stores. I mean, I mean yeah. we have 10 times the selection that we used to even yeah. five years ago. Yeah, and like uh, TJ Maxx is carrying them. Mm -hmm. um, oh, another deck I love is the Yoshi Yoshitani uh, Tarot of the Divine. <gasps> I keep seeing it in Barnes and Noble when I look to see if my books are on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> I just want to like rub my face in it. It's, yeah, it's really, I was a fan of hers before she came out with the tarot deck. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that she had a tarot deck, I was like, oh my God, damn it to me. <laughs> and I actually just got it because I bought it from Book Depository before it came out. But I guess they, they got backed up and they canceled my order. And then I just like left it for a while. And then I saw a girl that was, um, selling my deck on a tarot deck for sale group and it had like a chipped box or whatever and I was like hey let me send you 
a new box for that to sell it in. And I want your tarot of the divine, <laughs> give it to me. So I bought it from her and it's a little like worn, but I just love it. It's beautiful. Honestly, I don't think it's as pretty as the Newman White. I, yeah, that I like that they have a family resemblance in their, in their art styles. Similar. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the new and white is really entrancing. I kind of want to get the the puzzle version of the tarot that um, the original artwork that's on the cover for the deck is available as a puzzle. I'm not a puzzle person. And I'm just like, I want to just dive I my whole face that. into this. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm not a puzzle person either, but it is really pretty. I should do a mood puzzle. It'd probably just be like Bigfoots and dicks and farts. <laughs> Titties. Titties. <laughs> like the mood oracle has three flying penises at the top under the rainbow. Love it. And that sun is so happy. <laughs> that is the happiest sun that ever was sunny. <laughs> the little UFO zapping away crystals and rainbows i just love this box it took me a long time to to design but i was like i knew as soon as i started designing it i knew i wanted what i wanted and so the problem was when you draw so when you're given a template for this might be boring to hear but when you're giving a template for a box to put the art onto you know there's all these areas where it's going to fold and so it was really hard to draw this detailed of work on something where the folds are going to be in these weird places and I have to make them line up. Yeah. So it was crazy, but I'm glad I did it. It's my favorite box for sure. Even my, it's even better than the Young Witch, but the Young Witch has the soft touch paper and the gold foil, a red foil. It's a storybook open box. So, um, it's just like, it's like a treasure when you, when you hold it, when you use it. And I think it's like, you know, it's great for kids because, but it's also great for, um, adults that are new, that are learning tarot. Mm -hmm. And then it's also really great for people that are just collectors because it's so beautiful, you know, I really like love it's just it. one of those. Yeah. Have you, do you have the young witch deck? I don't have it. I just, I just love looking at it when we, especially when it gets posted in the tarot group. Oh, it's, cool. Uh, I will definitely be making a purchase today, though. Because I, oh, awesome. I need all of these. Uh, <laughs> uh, some friends and I would have Cards Against Humanity nights over Zoom. So having a new game to play is uh, going to be fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I played it over. We, did we, is there anything we didn't get to learn about you that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. Um, I'd probably just stick my foot in my mouth some more if we kept talking. So <laughs> where can no more bukkake stories? <laughs> where, where can our listeners find all of your beautiful things? Okay, so uh, my website is nataliemaraki.com. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-M-E-R-A-K-I.com. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, and Etsy, and what else? Uh, Instagram. Uh, oh, uh, no, Instagram's under Tarot Mood, mm -hmm. and the, the rest of them are under Meraki Metaphysical, M-E-R-A-K-I Metaphysical. Um, and yeah, like, uh, oh, feel free to join our Facebook group, Tarot Mood. It's crazy. Um and feel free to Facebook add me, a friend request me on Facebook as well, for sure. And just Natalie Meraki. Fantastic. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I, I just love being able to have discussions about tarot where people know what I'm talking about. My, right? you know, my partners are like, they just nod and smile and listen for their name. Uh, oh, well, I'm very honored <laughs> to be here. I can't believe like how well your book is doing. I'm so excited for you and like all your books and all your bestseller statuses and the books are gorgeous. Like sometimes, cause I did a lot of research when I was looking about book cover design. And sometimes I look at book covers and go, what the hell was anybody thinking? Why did they let them do this? But every time I look at your books, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> the, the cover for but um, Blackthorn's botanical wellness. I just feel nourished looking at it. Like yes, Catherine, Catherine Skypeck is the art designer for Wiser Books, and so each of my books has a family resemblance, but they're not too matchy matchy, and I love that. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're really good. Good job. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and thank you. I will see you in the Facebook group. All righty. Thank you so much. Bye. Remember, we're all trees in the forest. Nurture each other.